The college experience week two preview on the sports gambling podcast network is presented by MyBookie.ag. right now to honor football. My bookie is offering up to a thousand dollars in free bets using the promo code SGP. That's right. A thousand dollars in bonus bets on your first deposit. When you use the promo code SGP, you play, you win, you get paid over at MyBookie.ag. We're also brought to you by BetQL, the only app you'll need to make smart bets this season. Track line movement history, score sharp data, and use a powerful algorithm that gives out their best plays. If you're betting serious cash, you need a serious app. Head over to the App Store or the Google Play Store to download BetQL and make sure you follow them on Twitter at BetQL app. We're also brought to you by the number one daily fantasy football site, DraftKings. DraftKings is giving new users a free shot at $2 million in prizes with your first deposit when you put in the code SGP during signup. And for a limited time, both new and existing users can get a deposit bonus up to $500. DraftKings.com, the promo code is SGP. Use it. Last but not least, we're proud to announce we're partnered up with BetSpurts for our annual free roll football contest. Sports Gambling Podcast Network and BetSpurts are giving away up to $5,000 just for making NFL picks. For more information and how to sign up, go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash contest. That's right, sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash contest. Yes, yes, woo! Welcome, welcome, welcome to the college experience. My name is Colby. Swing it, Danta Base Dant. <laughs> I know that makes no sense, but hey, I like not making sense, with exception to fucking gambling. You know what I mean? You know, if you're gonna make sense on one thing in life. I think it's fun to make no sense sometimes. Well, you do a ton of it. So clearly it's something you enjoy doing. <laughs> sometimes I'll order mustard on a sandwich. They'll put mustard on the sandwich, right? Scrape uh, that shit uh, right off. I, no, I go, Hey dude, what is it? What's that mustard doing on that sandwich? And he's like, you asked for mustard. And I go, no, I didn't. And he's like, yeah, you did. And I go, what do you call me a liar? When we speak to your manager and he goes, okay, I'll take off the mustard, man. Relax. I don't think that's uh, making no sense. I think that's just being an asshole. <laughs> I'm just talking out of my ass. I've never done that, but I want to do it. You I want to do, do it. it. Every person should do that. Every person should fuck with everyone else in the world. Espe- and everyone should be eating sandwiches. That's- sandwiches. I've, I've thought about this before I introduce you. <laughs> I take second place. Before to we get to, before we get to burritos. <laughs> right. All right. The world is, you know, every, you know, it's a, it's a crazy time to be alive politically, whatever other country, we got the rainforest burning. If people just ate more sandwiches, I feel like the world would be better. Sure. Absolutely. Well, I feel like a lot of people who are starving would love to eat a fucking sandwich right now. Yeah. So you don't have to really sell them on that. Uh, how about this? Who is it? Mike Pence that said uh, 
Sandwiches are the devil? (laughs) I think that probably came out of his mouth at some point, but no. No, um, he said gay sandwiches are the devil. Gay sandwiches. (laughs) I don't even know what a gay sandwich would be. What would that be like? Couple, a couple sausages. This is the dumbest two, a fucking sausage sandwich um, I've ever heard in my life. I love it. All right, no, all right. it was Pence that said, uh, you know, if we keep, if we don't close the borders, we're gonna have a fucking uh, burrito, burrito truck on every corner. Uh, ta- yeah, taco truck, uh, taco truck said. on yeah, every yeah. corner. And it's like, hey, that well, that's that's the platform for yeah. an election. Right yeah, that's a horror. I'm like, hey, that's a genius plan right, right there. I, I, yeah. I sometimes walk around thinking about where the fuck are all the burrito trucks or yeah. all the taco trucks, yeah. whatever the fuck you call them. There's not enough in LA. It's sad. There's still a fucking lot. I have a lot by me. There's a few. I think you got to go to East LA or maybe like. I got like three right by me. You're a spoiled brat. That's what you are. I can walk to three. You son of a bitch. All right. On the other side of this microphone, if you're wondering, hey, why the hell are we talking politics or or, or taco talk? <laughs> um, by the way, LeBron James is trying to fucking trademark uh, Taco Tuesdays. What? That's bold. That dude, that thing's been sh- around for yeah. fucking thirty I've been getting years. Wasted on Taco Tuesdays, fuck twenty years, Patty Sear. Right. This guy <laughs> comes in, says the says the phrase one time, and wins the trademark. It. Get the fuck out of here, LeBron. Maybe they don't have it in Cleveland. Yeah, I hope they don't have any Mexican restaurants in Cleveland. <laughs> um, if you're wondering uh, why we're talking burritos, is because we have the burrito king, the sideline stealing, kiss. Burrito making. <laughs> Give it up for former, former James Madison defensive back, current douchebag, the co-host of the college experience, Patty C in the place to be. Hi. We're switching it up. I like this, man. I think we're just saying the same words we say every episode at the beginning, but we're just saying them in random orders at this point. No, but I switched up. You know, we talked about food for a while. Yeah, that's true. We got to keep the people on their toes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I, I'm a big hater of pineapple pizza. You? I'm a lover of pineapple oh, pizza. dude. Whoever did that. Look, this was I mean, early I'll 90s. It. I'll still eat it if I have to, but I'm saying, like, whoever did that, I, I as far as I'm concerned, we can... Uh, we can part ways? Yeah. I'll tell you this We can much. kick him out of this, this fine nation of ours. Hey, I'm going <laughs> to say this. From here. Right. The first time I had it was, I think, on uh, Papa John's, who I'm sure... <laughs> We could kick out of this fine nation of yeah, ours. Yeah, oh, actually, I'm, I'm already hoping he's been kicked right. out of this fine nation right. of ours. <laughs> um, no, look, it's not so much the ham that I like on a, a Hawaiian pizza. It's the citrus. It's the pineapple, you know? No, no. You look, mix it I- maybe a little pepperoni, a little sausage and pineapple. Then you have true balance. You got the really I like savory pineapple. ass I just don't like cheese. my fucking pizza, all right? Look, you're give, me little- some, give me some jalapeno. Some mushrooms, some green peppers. You know what I got called? More veggies. I do like some pepperoni on there, though. I can fuck with some sausage. When they get the chicken and stuff, I'm kind of out. I'm, I'm out. I'll still oh, eat it because it's pizza. Wow, buddy. Chicken on pizza's bullshit, right? It's not as good. Yeah, you should You should probably like yeah, special occasion type shit. No, I'll still eat it. Like, if I came over to your house and you had ham, I, I mean, I eat any type of pizza, right? Yeah. You're a fucking but whoever. I just find it like ball, it's a ballsy order. About? It's a ballsy order. Chicken. Well, then, I mean, look. Have you ever been called a chicken nugget eater? <laughs> what? I, I think I got into a racist like fight with some like one of Ellie's uh, or my ex's, my current girlfriend's <laughs> ex's. Gosh, and uh, I said some some mean stuff to him, and he called me a chicken nugget eater, and I, I wasn't sure if I should take a to offense mean? to it or not, but. Is that is saying like because black people like chicken? Is that what they're going down? I don't know if you know. I think he just called me like fat American, like 
McDonald's chicken nugget eater. I'm like, yeah, I love chicken nuggets. <laughs> I like chicken yeah, nuggets. A very kind of hard to fuck up a chicken nugget. Accurate uh, insult if if that was what he was going for. So um, anyway, yeah. Well, this is the you know you guys thought you're gonna get a week two preview. No, we are turning a new corner at the college experience. This is our food episode. That's right. Where we talk about what the best food is on the planet. <laughs> All right. No, I'm fucking around. Week two, we got it here. It's coming. Yeah, but we got our locks right here on the college fucking experience. <laughs> 10 minutes into the episode. Yes. Here we go. How you doing, buddy? You do you good? I'm great, man. Fucking I'm, I'll be good for the next three months, four months. Okay. We're in football season. Yeah, it's pretty great. Now I went to Twitter before I get into the locks that we, that me, you and NC Nick have, we do have some Twitter questions. Um, I'm just going to dive right into this thing. Yeah, buddy. Well, first, I guess uh, news, news and notes. Yes, we know USC's JT Daniels is out for the year. Oof. They're starting a freshman who didn't look very good against Fresno. Yep. I think he only had one real completion of magnitude. Mm. Um, what do you think about USC going forward without their quarterback? I think uh, USC is in a world of trouble. I do, too. Given that schedule. Yeah. And JT Daniels being the clear you know, leader in the clubhouse for the quarterback position for all of camp, the incumbent, you know, yeah, that's the person you've been putting your, uh, and now it's a freshman. Yeah. They, Although you look around, you saw some good freshmen play, uh, UNC Miami, uh, Bo Nix at Auburn. No offense to JT Daniels, but for such a highly touted player, didn't never did much for me from like, uh, you know, an awe, awe striking, like, uh, athletic standpoint. Yeah. <clears throat> Just seems like a run of the mill kind of like second rate quarterback that probably doesn't have any NFL real potential. Maybe I'm wrong, but yeah, the well, measurables don't seem to be there. Well, I can tell you his knee has no potential right now. Hello. You know what I mean? So that's news. Jake Bentley is another one that potentially could be out for the year. He's out indefinitely. I Oof. hear in six to eight weeks, potentially the year, depending on how it heals or mm. they're going to learn more as it goes. Oh, relating to my fantasy team. You have Bentley, don't you? I have uh, Jafar Armstrong, who I see here is going to be out at least a month. Ooh. Notre Dame's running back. And uh, I also had their tight end, Cole Komet, Ooh. Uh, injured within the first few plays of the game. That is why the swing and dick of the West You're is of me, not buddy. the leader in the fantasy league right now. Well, I had a uh, tight end uh, for Rice, and Rice starts like 45 fucking tight ends. They decided, <laughs> I saw him playing. They yeah. just decided not to throw him the ball once. I gotcha. That makes there was, they threw to tight ends like every other play. And I'm like, is that my guy? All right. <laughs> their top, their best tight end. They avoided fucking fucking guys. All right. Um, what other news do we have here? Oh, uh, you know, we didn't get a chance to really talk because we, we recorded on Sunday night. We didn't get a chance to talk Louisville, Notre Dame. Yes. Quick takes, Patty C. Uh, well, Louisville is going to be a lot better than we thought we were. They Satterfield, were. man. Yeah. Is it a blessing in disguise? Like I like Brom. Yeah. But I think Satterfield's better than Brom. <laughs> man. I mean, it's a pretty quick, like uh good impression. He's left already. Dude. The fans were standing and clapping for like yeah. the entire, like first half. They're just fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. yeah fuck. Yeah. I mean, considering he, uh, for, and then he, a ton of people transferred out. I know he didn't have that many scholarships on the O line. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I think this is one that we can already say we're drastically wrong on the win total. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even though they're zero and one, which f is in our favor, 
I would just say, I think they're going to get a, a bunch of those teams in the yeah. ACC. Yeah, yeah. The ACC, they now look like as legitimate as any as. Yeah. They fit right in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as a, a one team conference with yeah. 15 teams that are yeah, like any two given day. Below. Like if like right now, if North Carolina played Louisville, I have no fucking idea who yeah. would win that game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Notre Dame. I'm curious your thoughts. Cause you, you know, I think you think I'm a hater. Oh, I, we know you're a hater. Yeah, There's yeah. absolutely no dispute. I thought Ian book looked a little suspect, buddy. Well, I can agree with you on that. Uh, certainly took Notre Dame some time. Well, it didn't take him much time to get the offense going. Dude, that, that, that first drive was were massive against Louisville. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm almost surprised they didn't win by more. Like, Notre Dame is tricky. Like who have they produced in the NFL? Like what Supreme talent have they just churned out? Ricky like, waters. That, yes. Jerome Bettis. I'm talking about in the last 30 <laughs> years. <laughs> I guess Jerome Bettis was what, 25 years ago or so? 26. Yeah. Okay. But since, since, I mean, in the past 10 or 15 years, not really much. I'm trying to think. I mean, Deshaun Kaiser just got cut. Brady Quinn. I, think, I thought he got re resigned. No, I, I think the Raiders signed him, though. They claimed okay. him. But yeah. um, still not a good look in your career if you're getting cut. Yeah. Uh, Brady Quinn was a bust. Yeah. Um, they got the uh, Harrison Smith from uh, the Vikings. He's a. Uh, He's a beast in the secondary. Yeah. They got, no, look, they got they some guys. Wideouts? They got a, uh, who's the one? Golden Tate. I want to say, yeah, uh, you're right. Yeah. I mean, they, they've, they've produced some guys. It's true, but I want to say Not relative much, though. I yeah. feel like I could name more for Colorado relative to, to them being a, a, a more or less annual fixture in the uh, recruiting top 10 rankings, kind of a low output of NFL stars. You know, you would think that, you know, they'd be turning them out more like you're telling me Georgia in the past 15 years, East Carolina's got better players on a couple of different levels. I think I'd be interested to see the comparison. I'm saying Chris Johnson's better than anyone that's came from Notre Dame at the running back position. Yeah. Or just in general, I probably maybe you had like eight or 9,000 yard seasons. Didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Notre Dame hasn't produced uh be interesting to see if how many Hall of Famers are coming out of Notre Dame in the past. East Carolina's got a really good defensive tackle on the on the Vikings, uh, Linval Joseph, beast. Listen to this: the yeah. Danta base is now claiming that ECU is churning out more. Zay Jones starts for the, for the Buffalo Bills. I would guarantee you, if I had Notre Dame's list of players in the NFL in front of me right oh, I'm now, I'm sure they have a longer list. But yeah. I'm saying it as impactful. Wait, what would I would you say rather David Garrard is would better you than have every be Notre Dame quarterback in the past impactful? twenty years. Well, obviously you want to have as many players as possible, but I would I'm talking say about your D oh, oh, I got you. David Garrard's better than any Notre Dame quarterback past 20 years. Um, yeah. in the NFL. Yeah, probably took the Jags to the playoffs a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Fucking ECU. Go pirates. So they got their ass kicked the other day, but trust the process. Trust the process. Just like if you're listening to my picks, Mike Houston's dad died, uh, in the past week. So, Rest in power. Jeez, I didn't know that. To a JMU legend's father. Okay. Yeah, rest in peace, man. That's horrible. Uh, okay, yeah, Twitter questions. Starting it off correctly from at TPET76. You obviously pick sides on the game, but where do you stand? BYU at Tennessee. I would lean BYU blindly, he states, and I would agree with you. <laughs> right. I, this morning, I rewatched uh, that Georgia State Tennessee game from start to finish. I watched a couple games today. I watched uh, the Virginia Tech Boston College game. Let me ask you this: You're recording them all on YouTube, right? I have every single one. You can record. You can watch any of them. Are you watching them at like double speed, or how are you getting through them all that quickly? No, I just put them on. 
You just put them on and chill. Put them on. Here's my thing. It's like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I normally just throw them on in the background if I'm doing something. Yeah. Like the Virginia Tech, but I made an, a much more point of an emphasis to uh, watch the Georgia State Notre Dame game than Virginia Tech Boston College. Virginia yeah. Tech Boston College, it got kind of boring in the middle. Yeah. So it was on, but I was I was starting to lose. I yeah. mean, I, I watched some of it naturally. Started drubbing your dinghy. Exactly. And uh, and then what? Yesterday I watched North Carolina South Carolina. Yeah. Again. So. Filling in the time. Doing the homework, buddy. There you go. Um, but what do you think about this game? Yeah, dude. Uh, again, I don't know, understand how. Well, you were saying you were wa- you watched the game. And what, what oh, did I, you? I mean, I, I, the second half, especially. I mean, really the whole game. Honestly, with the exception of maybe two drives, I think Tennessee went up 14 to 7. Okay. But Georgia State was up 7 nothing. Yeah. If you take out that little point where they scored 14 points in a row. Mm-hmm. They got their ass whooped the whole game. Yeah. As far as like, I'm talking like outplayed on every position, man. Yeah. Every single position, man. <laughs> like Georgia state also had a fumble in like the, uh, inside the Tennessee 30. Yeah. So they could have got even just whipping at the point of attack. <laughs> could have been a, a, you know, Tennessee scored a touchdown with like two seconds left to make that 15 point game look like an eight point game. Yeah. In reality, it was uh, a 15, a, a they got they got their ass with the whole second half. Yeah, they didn't score a point until like the final couple seconds of the second half. Yeah, I mean, again, this is sorry, Alan Cooley. Um, we we knew this the whole off season. I don't know why Tennessee was getting the hype they were. Maybe uh, our boy Bob Pruitt. Yeah, uh, <laughs> exactly. Now you got to think though, Pat. That I mean, this is a big deal in Tennessee. This is a big deal to lose to Georgia State. Yeah. So you got to think the focus has to be there. This, I mean, you would think the focus would be there the whole off season though. I I just think BYU's got a better team. Yeah. Like they're, well, they're they got a they quarterback. The, they do the smash the mouth, you know, Tar like, whipped out of them by Utah. So it's but tough. that quarterback threw two pick sixes. If he can just not throw pick sixes. Yeah. That was going to be like a nine to six game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm still tempted to say BYU is going to walk into Knoxville and win, the, win that one straight out. Well, they're a uh, physical team, and if Georgia State's too physical for Tennessee, yeah, I think BYU is more physical than with a bunch of twenty-six-year-old men. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna run right through them. Okay, uh, yeah, um, sprinkle some on the money line there. I would agree with that. Uh, next up from uh, at C Lynch ninety-one thoughts on some Week One losers to get back on track with some possible week one overreactions, Missouri question mark, Purdue question mark. Okay. So we got what Missouri comes back from getting the loss in Laramie, which by the way, can I make, can, I just want to, I just want to call out something. throw the dick in the air. No, I'm not. I'm just going to call out the fact that I've been listening to other podcasts. Yeah. And I hate anyone's if, in particular. I listen to a few. I listen to uh, Athlon, which I, they're biting my style also on writing a, a preview for uh, every game Yeah, that I've been doing for like five years. They're, they're, they're catching on late, trying to steal my credit. You know, I bitches. see him out there, Patty C, but also um, snakes in the grass. They, you know, I, I, I'm serious. I've listened to that. I listened to fine bomb. I listened to a few other ones. Yeah. And almost in complete unison, they've been like, Oh, well that's what Missouri gets for playing a game like that. Well, they should have never played a game at Wyoming. Right. What the fuck is that? Right. How come every other conference a road game can play a fucking road game? How come Stanford plays at UCF next week? Yeah. But yet Stanford can also play Notre Dame and Northwestern out of conference. 
Holy shit. I'm curious as to what what exactly constituted as bad scheduling out of conference by by the administration of um, Wyoming. I mean, of, of Missouri, Missouri, rather. Yeah. Uh, is it that you're playing against a team that will likely beat you or that has a chance to beat you, or is it the the lower quote quote conference being no, I think, I think it was a mixture of both from hearing. Well, specifically Feinbaum said like, you know, uh, uh, going cross country to Laramie, there's no value in that win. And also it's at a high elevation, you know, like, and I'm sitting there like, dude, that's called challenging your fucking self. Every other conference does it. All right. Fuck you. Only, only teams should come to you. Yeah. And fucking there's a reason challenge why, themselves. Yeah. There's a reason why Bama hasn't played any, any power five in the past five years out of conference Yeah, at, a, at their, lo- their location. Right. Let alone a group of five. Yeah. But the ACC does it. Pitt plays central Florida. Yeah. Georgia tech plays South Florida. Wisconsin just played South Florida. Right. What the fuck, man? How yeah. come every other conference can get that? But if, if the SEC does it, it's a terrible idea. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's poor management by their fucking administration. Well, and that's the reality of the, the problem with college football is that, to me, that that's how the other conference. No one calls out that yeah, shit. Yeah, if you don't demand, like, scheduling, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just consistency across the board. Yeah. Then the sport is clearly kind of jaded to favor one team over another. Yeah, it's, one, I mean, it's definitely yeah. like I, I don't understand. Then, then the, the the panel and the committee should be taking all this in. You know what I mean? Like, right. but they're not. They're just fucking a yeah. bunch of stiffs in a room. You know what right. I mean? If like Wyoming, you know, plays a harder game and they lose, they probably shouldn't be penalized as bad as an Alabama who doesn't, you know, yeah. play a harder game and wins. You know, they, you know, shouldn't be left out of it's the conversation. Just, it's for just a retarded game. though, yeah, man. Like stupid. the logic of like thinking. Oh, I just don't get it because every other like the eight dude. Virginia Tech played at Old Dominion last year. They lost. Yeah. This is what happens when you go on the road in college football. Yeah. I cannot make that point enough. People are probably sick of me saying it, but I'm fucking annoyed that no one else can see this. Right. And even <laughs> what if happened? they do, they're so fucking bought and fucking sold. But you can you can go through. They won't admit it. You can go through all of these things, man. You can go through, uh, you know, Memphis has beaten Ole Miss twice in a row now in Memphis. Yeah. Right? The last two times they've played in Memphis, which mm-hmm. they don't play every year. Yeah. Wyoming takes care of Missouri. Uh, well, the other one wasn't a... Uh, the other, Georgia State was in Knoxville. They don't have a deal to go to Atlanta. Yeah. But Arkansas goes at Colorado State last year, loses. Mississippi State goes at BYU a few years ago, loses. It's so evident to me. It's so evident. Get out of here. I don't want to hear it. But anyway, this question is... Um, Missouri is playing. They're hosting uh, West Virginia. Yeah. Spreads 14, 14 and a half. I've seen. Uh, what are you thinking there? Missouri is favored by 14. Yeah. I don't understand why. Here's the thing, though, is NC Nick, I believe. NC Nick is on Missouri on the rebound. I am on West Virginia. I just think Neil Brown's too good of a coach. He'll look at the film. Now, I will say this. Missouri is a kind of a sneaky home field advantage. Yeah. I feel like it's it's probably underrated. I don't know the stats there. It was it uh, relatively high altitude? You'd have to figure. Somewhat. Those during the Ozarks. I don't fucking know. I've never been to Columbia, but your fucking stopwatch right, does this every time we record. All right. Now, West Virginia needed. They, they won by seven against James Madison in Morgantown. They didn't look like the greatest team in the in in all of college football or anything. But Neil Brown, uh, you know, I thought he did a solid job considering it's his first game. And and he, you know, yes, he was at home. 
They hit the road to take on Missouri. Let's just admit for a second that JMU should have won that game. They had their chances. They were leading at halftime. They blew it in sometime mid to late third quarter. And blew it, blew it. But all that said, uh, yeah, West Virginia and JMU is a good team. You know, JMU challenged NC State last year at uh, yeah. in Raleigh. You know, th- this is a team that I don't think. Uh, is being given enough credit as an opponent for West Virginia and the, and the accomplishment that uh, Neil Brown did in that game deserves a little more credit than it's getting for them against a team that just lost by 17. Now West Virginia's uh, a 14 point dog. No, I would take West Virginia to cover that. Uh, I'm on West Virginia as well. We didn't lock Columbia can be tricky. It, it can be tricky. That's the scary part. And yeah. Nick's on Missouri. I'd be curious to know his uh, reasoning. I think he might just say, think the home, and coming back from a week of being getting yelled at. Yeah. But I just think 14 is a little too much. I give me Missouri to win this thing by nine, 10, eight, something like that. If that, yeah. Um, maybe. Yeah. They could lose outright, dude. I was thinking about that. It could be an interesting week for the, for the sec. Yeah. Well, what is the sec looking at this week? I mean, you, you got to figure as much as I, I think a and M dude, a and M it's like plus six twenty five or six thirty. Yeah. For them to win outright, yeah, which, yeah. which I actually think could happen. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about our, yeah. our confidence levels on but that. But I'm later. saying, okay, let's suppose A and M loses to Clemson. Yeah, LSU loses to Texas. Yeah, that's a big problem for the SEC. And then you got to figure: is BYU going to beat Tennessee, or is West Virginia going to be able to beat Missouri? Mm-hmm. It wouldn't shock me if those those teams did. When was the last time that the SEC took a humongous black eye early in the season? It's been a while, I think. I, I feel like it may have they, happened they got, once. I, I think they took a black eye on bowl season a few years they, ago. They have done that several yeah. times. Yeah. But it's too late. And, and usually that coincides with Alabama winning the national championship. Well, well, I mean, you add in Vanderbilt at Purdue, which I would favor Purdue, which I know his questions pertaining Purdue, and we'll get to it in a second. Even a couple of the sleeper games, like Southern Miss at Mississippi State, if, I can tell you this. I was not impressed by Mississippi State. I bet on them last week. Mm-hmm. I know they had some players suspended. Mm-hmm. But Southern Miss is better than Louisiana Lafayette. So if they are going to fuck around like they did with Louisiana Ooh. Lafayette, Southern Miss will bite you. I wonder how was the last time the SEC lost five times in the same weekend. Well, I don't, I'm not saying all these are going to break that way. Yeah. I don't think I'll, but I will say I, it wouldn't surprise me with, uh, with, with, uh, you know, I would expect Vanderbilt to lose at Purdue. And I think it's a close game, but I think Purdue's got the better. I mean, coming off that loss, Purdue's kind of in Missouri situation. Yeah. Uh, um, so, so I'm like, uh, you went, you went Purdue. I yeah, went Purdue. I think, I think Nick Pur- went Vandy. Purdue blew it. We're, then, we're, yeah. They yeah. definitely blew it. Yeah. But, uh, Nick went Vandy and see yeah. Nick went Vandy. Uh, me and you went Purdue. I know they're honoring that, uh, the, the, the kid that passed away from cancer. Mm. I, I don't remember his name. Um, rest in peace though. But, um, a little additional. I just motivation. think coming back from that. I mean, you, I think last year they got their ass whooped by somebody and the next week they're on fire. Purdue. Yeah. I think they got their ass whooped by somebody and Brown used that as motivation. There you go. So that's what I'm, I mean, I know Vanderbilt got their ass whooped, but still, okay. You expect them against Georgia. Yeah, exactly. Next up, um, uh, at J rage green 24. Do you know the stats behind the back-to-back road games? I asked because I believe it's a, uh, abysmal. Um, Syracuse is going on the road again to Maryland cause for concern. Yes. They have back-to-back away games. Last year, there were seven and 48 teams went seven and 48 winning both games. Seven, only seven teams in the country. won back to back road, back to back road games. Mm. Um, pretty damning stat. 
I actually think that's only the Power Five. I don't think I went into like the Mac okay. and stuff like that. Gotcha. Um, You'd have to figure that would be worse. A because they're going on the road more, and B because they're playing up. Yeah. To the yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, Power Five. I think it was just the Power Five that I looked at. Seven and forty-eight though. Uh, I still like Syracuse here, I, just because Howard. I don't know how good Howard is. Yes, they scored seventy-nine points, but Howard's terrible. I'm fading Loxley. I'm fading Scotty Montgomery. You know this, and I'm high on Syracuse. Um, even though Syracuse could be looking ahead to that Clemson game, they could, and they should. You're on Maryland. I am on Maryland. Nick, uh, I locked up. Or I, yeah, I'll tell you this. I locked up Syracuse. I'll get to it later. To cover. Yeah. yeah. Uh, look, that score for Maryland is just too high. Seventy-nine. I mean, maybe I'm just giving Howard a little too much credit. I think they got a couple of punt returns though. If I saw, okay. Either way, it was all offense. Loxley and your boy Montgomery came out. They got magic on a mission. Yeah, that's like a double negative. They they brought their double. Babers is going to have it ready to go. He's going to win. The shutout does say something more. You'd expect more than 24 points from Syracuse against Liberty, even but down you'd in Lynchburg. But you expect Hugh offense to score more than yeah. zero. You know? Very impressive. Even if he is in a hospital bed. You see that shit? <laughs> I did not see what it. The I, fuck I heard was about that? it. That's a gangster right there. You got an infection at a strip club. <laughs> I think that's what happened. Uh, wait, is that the actual? Uh, no. No. But that's. But he was in a fucking bed. Based on like, his sit, history. Dude, yeah. I got to send you this tweet. It's really funny. That's the huh? worst thing that I, I would actually legitimately question whether that's how. Well, yeah. He got laid up in a hospital. You bed. should, after what he's been through. Right. Um, okay, and then he, uh, he asked this question. Um, also, uh, I don't know if he said, and I high if. Am I high? I think he meant to say, am I high if I take UConn if it, go, if it goes to 21 points? Seems high at home. <laughs> Who are they playing again? Illinois at UConn. You that, are high. That you line. You are high. No, no, no. I... You and NC Nick are on the L.I. and I. You're damn right. I am taking the Huskies to oh, get it done. Oh, 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 you're making the same mistake I made for six <laughs> weeks last year. <laughs> Assuming Randy Edsel had his shit together in the slightest based on his previous history in the Big East. Those days, my friend, are over. They are done. And Illinois and Levy, <laughs> Illinois and Levy. They whooped ass last they week. They whooped ass. What do you think of that? What do you make of it? It's that? eye-opening. Brandon Peters. Are they turning a corner? Is the West, dude, if, think about this, with the exception of Wisconsin, with Northwestern losing, with Minnesota getting a gift from Southern, uh, from South Dakota State with a fumbled snap that gave them the win. Basically, Minnesota drove down and scored to get the win after that. Yeah. And then Nebraska not looking the greatest. Could, could the Illini <laughs> be a contender in the West? Dude, that would be the story of the year right there. Dude, they won like 42 to three or something. What was that score? That score was something absurd. In resounding fashion. Yeah, 42 to three. I think you're right. Uh, I'm taking UConn. I know they're taking the Illini. I don't give a shit. All right. (laughs) Um, Okay, next up is from at Inform Football 2. Are you worried Ohio State's offensive line could cost them in a way it didn't against FAU? They looked really shaky to me. Absolutely. Yeah, Cincinnati won 11 games last year, and I understand their schedule wasn't the hardest or whatever whatever the hell you want to say, but... Uh, Ohio State's working on the kinks. Well, and you also have the Luke Fickle angle. I don't think people are fully aware that, like, he wanted to be the head coach at uh, at Ohio State, and sure. they went with of Ryan course. Day. Yeah. And we'll see how this this works out, but I'm saying he's... I would imagine there would, you would have a chip on your shoulder. You You're three I mean? for Fickle here? Yeah. 
I mean, one another. They took care of UCLA. I know it wasn't the the prettiest of games, um, but you know, a win is a win is a win, right? Yeah, they swept a, UCLA. I mean, yeah. I don't care that they whipped yeah. Chip Kelly's ass again, and I don't care that he, you know, yeah, he, he's still rebuilding the program. Look, when you schedule those things five years in advance, you you don't know what what you're getting. Yeah. They, they 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 worked it out. They got the dub. Fucking uh, Luke Fickle is in year three, taking over a shitstorm that Tommy Tuberville left him in Cincinnati, right? Mm-hmm. Or at least a slightly subpar situation. Chip Kelly taking over a bit of a dog shit situation, but he's in year two. It's not that much of a difference. Yeah. Uh, Luke Fickle about year two and eleven and two again against yeah. the easier schedule. But Chip Kelly's a little behind the eight ball here. Um, all that to say, uh, Luke Fickle's way ahead of the uh, the timeline, way ahead of the curve. And I expect with what you said, the the revenge game. I've been calling this out for months. Yeah, Cincinnati's going to get this done. That'll uh, be the first. Shop around. I think this line might go up in the next couple of days too. All the money was going to Ohio State, so let's they, see it go up to like eighteen, nine. I think it's at seventeen and a half right now. Cash the fuck in. I we're going to see about Justin Fields. Yeah, I'm not sold, man. I'm not sold yet. Yeah, yeah. Show me a little more, buddy. Okay, our guy Alan Cooley asked me a couple different questions. Um, Southern Miss plus seventeen against Mississippi state, take the points, right? They tend to show up in big games. Yeah. Southern Miss has got a track record. I mean, just like two years ago, I think they beat Kentucky at Kentucky. Um, Mississippi state's one of those teams that I was expecting the offense to be a lot better with Tommy Stevens. I know it's only one game. I don't want to overreact too much. Yeah. They didn't look very good to me. Not super impressed. I was not impressed at all. I actually think they might have a tough year in the SEC West. Mm. Well, most teams do. So yeah, but I mean, they were projected to win like eight, games this year, nine yeah. games. I'm thinking more like six and six people forget how good of a coach Dan Mullen was. So Mississippi state was wallowing in fucking mediocrity at I, best. Well, I even think this coach ass- might Moorhead might be good, but you, you replace when you lose three first round draft picks on your defense. Yeah. Not, I think that's tough. Yeah. That's not three first rounders. Yeah. Right. Squid. Good. Did he go second? I don't know if he did. He dropped a second. I don't know. They had three projected first. I know Abrams, the safety was, I think they had three first rounders, man. Yeah, you can't replace that. Not at Mississippi State. Uh, what do you think about that? So Southern Miss. I think we're all on Southern Miss, right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Seventeen seems like a lot. I know it's in Starkville, which obviously the last game was in the Superdome. So you would think. I know Starkville gets like it gets up. Yeah, the cowbells. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. That place, get, that gets, place gets lively. But Southern Miss got to have that chip on the shoulder, much like Cincinnati, Ohio State. I think mm-hmm. players that weren't recruited by Mississippi State. Sure. Uh, okay. Next up, he uh, Alan Cooley asked me, uh, "How is SMU minus three favored over North Texas?" That's a good question. It's air raid against air raid. I think they're looking at probably uh, SMU coming from the AAC. Shane Bouchelle is a Texas transfer, but I will say that as much as I think Bouchelle is a solid quarterback, Mason Fine is just as capable as Shane Bouchelle to to throw downfield. North Texas, I, I'm on North Texas. I I, tr- I trust Seth Luttrell a little bit more than I do Sonny Dykes. Yeah. Um, especially if you're getting points, getting three points. So I, I'm on the green, the green wave there and the mean green, not, and not the two lane green wave, the mean go. green. There's yeah. a lot of green in that area. Yeah. I think it went, um, mean green as well. Did yeah. I let, me, let me find this right now. Let me see. Where are we at here? Where are we at two late or not two lane? Uh, yeah, we were, all three of us rode North Texas NC Nick's on North Texas. I'm on North Texas and Patty C's on North Texas. So you got that right here. SMU, SMU when they're winning, I feel like there's, the automatic assumption that they're going to ascend 
to like TCU level, you know? Yeah. But it's not necessarily going to happen. Yeah. Dickerson's not walking through that door, buddy. That's right. Uh, and just so you know, Coley, we all three are on Cincinnati plus 17 as well. None of us locked those, but uh, we are on, we're in unison. And his third question is Texas plus five and a half at May is my lock of the week. What do you think? I think, yeah. Uh, Tom Herman's got a great record as a dog in general, let alone probably being a home dog, which I don't even, I didn't even look into the stats of being a home dog. Yeah. I know his record as a underdog in general, as a head coach is something unbelievable. Yeah. I think he's a better actual football coach than Ket- than Orgeron. So that would be my concern. Now, obviously LSU looked really good, but they also had a month to prepare for the triple option. I think that could be a little bit jaded. Sure. But I do think that team's really good. I like Joe Burrow, just like I like, uh, you know, uh, Ellinger. I think both yeah. are good. I think it's going to be a good game. It's going to go down to the, the fourth quarter. It's three and yeah. a half point spread, was it? Five and a half. Five and a half. Points. Yeah. I would, I would tend to, to, to agree, though, that Texas should not be getting that many points. Yeah, Texas is going to cover that. Yeah, so I'm on Texas there. Uh, we'll talk some more about it. Um, moving down the line. Um, at M. Mansell Sports. Boise minus 11, UCF minus 10. I like them both. What's your take? Get this. We're going to answer this in a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, at our guy, Pat Fisher, former, uh, former uh, Redskin cornerback. <laughs> uh, the real question is, should I pawn all of my possessions or take a second mortgage out, out of my house uh, when betting UCF this week? Trick yes. Question. Yeah. The answer is both. <laughs> A lot of UCF questions. I got a bunch here uh, from uh, at hostile kids underscore JP, the very golden Knights. We will touch on this. I also got it from at W Prell Brock four. Let me just say this. What's that? These, these words hopefully won't be recorded and used against me. Right. <laughs> and knock on wood. When I say this, I'm actually <laughs> going to knock on wood. What are you going to say? This seems like the safest cover in the, uh, in the, Two years we've been doing this. Why do they give Kiffin a pass always? Yeah. Is that it? Or are they just shit on UCF? Do they know something I don't know? Is Dawkins yeah. injured? Did he get the flu? Weren't they down 28 nothing? Isn't it possible that Ohio State took its foot off the gas a little bit? I would say it's very possible. 28 nothing in the yeah. first quarter? Yeah. UCF just won 55 nothing. <laughs> it's not like they're, they're traveling. Oh, and I think UCF <laughs> fucked them up last year, Halfway too, across right? the state. You know, it's not like a they're going across the country here. Uh, you make a good point, but okay, let me tell you this. It's I'm a 10-point spread. Yeah. Is, I think it actually went down to nine. I oh saw it went down to nine earlier today. Dude, what the fuck? Uh, Go win some money for yourselves. Bet on that game. And we will talk on that more in a second here. We want to tell you guys that uh, the college experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by mybookie.ag. You've heard of it. I've been saying it for a long time, right? Yeah. It's football season, and my book is offering... Just great deals. It's home to thousands of pre or preseason. It's it's not even preseason anymore. We got the Bears and the Packers tomorrow. What a great way to start NFL football, by the way. Love that rivalry. I posted some great clips on the one Sports the Gambling one. Podcast Instagram. If you're on Instagram, if you're not on Instagram, get Instagram. Follow the Sports Gambling Podcast. I think you'll find it highly entertaining. But I want to tell you that mybookie.ag's got NFL win totals. Last chance to get these win totals in. Super Bowl futures make playoff bets. They got it all. My bookie even has unique player futures, like first rookie to score a touchdown or throw a touchdown pass. 
And don't forget to enter the mybookie.ag NFL Super Contest. Only a $100 entry fee. No proxy needed. Up to a $100,000 prize guaranteed to first place. Plus, every dollar they collect goes back into the prize pool. No rake over here. Not a, not a rake at all. You can rake these fucking leaves over here. <laughs> Besides their, their wide selection of bets, they're also offering up to a $1,000 first deposit bonus using the promo code SGP. That's right, up to $1,000 in free bets using the promo code SGP over at mybookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. Woo! That's how you do it, Patty C. That was a hell of a read. Colby uh, posted something on the Instagram sports gambling podcast page today that it's got to be the best like prospect uh, in the last 20 years. This guy is basically Shaq over the football field. That's right. Think of like uh, Andy Reid when he was 12 years old. (laughs) I love that punt passing. (laughs) He's like six foot five with like like a mustache. He threw it horribly. I thought like the the way he threw the football is just awful, but he's just so much bigger. Dude, fucking hilarious though. Yeah, Um, This dude looks like a fucking NFL defensive tackle and he's 12 years old, just annihilating people. Good Lord. Yeah. Check Go over to the, the Instagram. Check out sports gaming podcast on Instagram. I really think you guys will be entertained. I go, I, I go out of my way to do shit. I, I, the other day I found that, uh, bears Packers Packers rivalry shit. I had to go edit that shit, man. That took me all day. A couple hours. I had to, cause I had to find that there wasn't just a clip of it on YouTube. I had to find the game, yeah. watch the game, search <laughs> for the clip. Did you know that that clip was going to be in there? I remember I was watching a few years ago on yeah. like ESPN Classic or NFL Network. Yeah. That game was on. It just popped out at you. And I remember being like, I texted my my oldest brother, not NC Nick, and I was yeah. like, dude, this is one of the biggest cheap shots I've ever seen. <laughs> right? Yeah. So then I was like, uh, you know, I, I and then I had to search what year it was. I had to Google and find what year it was. A lot of work put in over there. He get went this, deep sea diving for yeah, you guys. That is deep sea fucking diving. Why don't you grab me one of those fucking beers? How about that? All right, check us out. Are you surprised to see Minnesota favored minus three at Fresno State? Yes, I am. We will talk on every question goes back to our shit, man. I can't answer any of these Twitter questions the way I want to answer them because we have to talk about them in like two minutes. All right, but I will tell you this while I. When I look around, is there, Patty C, what's the game you're most excited to see this weekend? Oh, buddy, this is the game that I circled on the calendar prior to the entire season as my most interesting game. And it's it's lost a little bit of its luster based on a shaky performance by Auburn against Rice, or uh, by Army against Rice in week one. Uh, but once again, I would argue that you get a month to prepare for triple option. An entire offseason to prepare for the yeah. triple option. Yeah. There's a chance that it slows down. Maybe... Army wasn't showing everything. You know, I doubt that. I'm sure if you... I mean, to be fair, though, did Michigan look that great against Middle Tennessee? They did not. Granted, Middle Tennessee is a much better opponent than... Yeah, than Rice. Rice yeah, yeah. Um, but all that to say, if Michigan should win this game... Now, granted, Penn State looked great. Ohio State looked solid. The rest of the Big Ten is uh, creeping up. Uh, Wisconsin looks like they may be back. But yeah. Michigan still has very much a chance to win the Big Ten... Right, yeah. Potentially go to the playoff, the uh-huh. Invitational, or the Rose Bowl. What does that do with an Army team that's beaten them and run the rest of the table undefeated? I don't. I mean, do you think they can actually win out? Right. I think they could. Okay. Dude, okay. They went to Norman last year. I know, but I just the think- last week is a little discouraging. So it takes a little like yeah. uh, luster off the game. You have to figure they're going to. Lose. I hope so. I hope it's a game because look, we got a good slate. Uh, uh, Friday night we get Marshall and Boise as the big one. 
Uh, Wake Forest and Rice, maybe that can be something. But uh, Marshall and Boise, I think, could be a decent game. A couple good mid-majors. Saturday morning, we wake up. We get uh, an hour early. So, you know, for your East Coasters, noon is when college football kicks off. You'll get this at 11 a.m. on the East Coast, 8 a.m. for us on the West. Ohio at Pitt. Nathan Rourke coming to uh, old Heinz Field. Should be interesting. And then at Anytime nine... Anytime these two states play against each other in any manner. It's fun. I always have fun with it, yeah. Well, then, look, so you watch a little bit of that. And then, like, at 9 a.m., you got... Which game are you going to watch, Patty? So you got Army and Michigan... Cincinnati, Ohio State on at the same time. Oh, I will be back and forth between these two games. Syracuse, Maryland on at the same time. Vandy, Purdue on at the same time. And also West Virginia, uh, Missouri. There's a lot to watch there. Those are all decent games. My eyes will be focused on Cincinnati, Ohio State, and Army, Michigan. And then at noon. And I'm predicting an upset for Cincinnati, Ohio State. All right, at noon, are you going to watch Texas A&M, Clemson, Nebraska, Colorado, or or, uh, what was the other one? Or our gals at UCLA. I think pretty sure I'm going to watch the Clemson game. Oh, fuck you. (laughs) And (laughs) him. All right. Enough of this bullshit. Let's just get to our picks. These people don't want to hear us rattling off gibberish about nonsense. All right. I don't know. We talk about the stupidest shit and they still seem to listen. So talk about Colby's fucking Hawaiian pizza. Yeah. Hawaiian pizza. Both of our whore. Okay. Uh, significant. How about others? this? Before before yeah. we we get to <laughs> before we get to uh, our locks, I want you to take a look at the spreadsheet. I want you to pick a couple double digit dogs that could win. Couple double digit dogs. Now I got to pull up. In the like you know, Boise's Boise's you know a ten and a half point dog. Oh, I'm sorry, Marshall's hey, ten and a half point dog. Could excuse they win? me, Boise. Boise, yeah. Um. We try to give them some value here. Now, I, I, I said on, on, on the show with Sean and Ryan, the gambling podcast, I said Texas A&M money line because they're an 18-point dog that's like six, it's paying like 630 or 640. Check around, but I'm saying I would, a chance. it wouldn't surprise me if they won that outright. There's a chance. I think that's going to be a close game in the fourth quarter. I think Clemson's going to safely win the game. Maybe not safely, I but don't I don't think so. That's going to be a close game in the fourth I quarter. I would think uh, Clemson is going to win. And it would be not a great bet to go money line there. Uh, but, but as you saw last week, I what? do think it'll be a close game. UNC was a double digit dog to South Carolina. Missouri was like an 18 point dog to, uh, to, I'm sorry. Wyoming was an 18 point dog to Missouri. That ended up being yeah. a 35 point difference. Yeah. Uh, Georgia state was a 26 point dog to Tennessee. I mean, those are just three off the top of my head. There's probably more out there too. That's crazy. Yeah. It can happen. Um, so I'm saying, what, what double point dog do you think would, would be there? Double that, digit dog? Yeah, or double point. I can't even fucking talk over here. I would say A&M would be the first one that sticks out, that smells to me, that you definitely could make a lot of cash with. Your second, what, are you going to go like Southern Miss or something like we just touched on? Or perhaps, uh, two, what about what about Tulane? Uh, yeah, Tulane, definitely possible. Tulane against Auburn. Auburn probably celebrating about that uh, Oregon win. Uh, Richmond at Boston College. That's, I don't think Richmond could win that outright, though. You think so? I doubt it. But you, there's no telling how bad Tech is. And Boston so, College. It's probably, you know, Cincinnati or Army is probably one of the answers here. Yeah, they could be. Um, Old Dominion, 28 and a half. Could be. Uh, Old Dominion. Oh, are they going, they're playing against Tech? Yeah, at Tech. There's a chance. Not much of one because it's that tech. 
Uh, Nevada at Oregon. If Oregon is slumping after that and Nevada is riding cloud nine and they don't rest on their laurels and Oregon doesn't recover. I'm on the other side of that. It's one. been known to happen. Look, here's what I'm saying. JMU, Virginia Tech after that Boise loss. Yeah. You know, they, they let him beat him twice. So that, that, that is true. That um, is true. Let's okay. Let's just get to our fucking life. William and Mary and Virginia, by the way, speaking of which, um, also has a little bit of potential. It's a 35 and a half point spread. Look at some of the more recent matchups between William and Mary and Virginia. Also taken into consideration. Should we just get to our locks? Here? Yeah, let's get to our locks. You can say the, and, and Patty C's first lock is the first game of the week, Friday night, William and Mary going to Charlottesville to challenge the Wahoos of Virginia. Um, again, Mike London, former UVA coach, um, didn't quite get it done there. I, do I think Virginia as a program is in a far better place than uh, William and Mary? Sure, obviously. Um, what's his name? Uh, Mike London. Laycock. Retired. Oh, Jimmy after Laycock. 38 years. Do you know that was like my uh, one of my few recruiting visits? Jimmy Laycock. Uh, William and Mary, Jimmy Laycock. Pretty cool. I wonder if he laid cock on you. Yeah, he, huh? he, I'm sure he laid a lot of cock Sandusky. on that canvas. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. You won't uh, stay around for that long unless look, you Look, I went William and Mary, NC Nick went William and Mary, mainly because I feel like Virginia is the type of team that just doesn't like beat a team by, by 35 points. And this yeah. is 35 and a half. So even if they did 35, we'd still cover. Spread. Didn't they whip Boise? They but, did. But they did. That was a statement game. I, that was I a think couple years ago. Virginia is, is, is ripe for a little letdown, at least as it pertains to the spread. Um, because Mike London used to be the coach here. Talk about that. I love this. We get fickle going back to Ohio state. Mm-hmm. We got London going back to Virginia, London, a little added, uh, motivation and Virginia having just secured what Danta base ranks, the biggest win of the of week one. And thus puts yes. Virginia as number one in his rankings. Yes. Um, R- Virginia is ripe for a letdown here. And William and Mary has always kept this game pretty close. So okay. I, 35 and a half seems ridiculous. That's lock number one for Patty C. Yeah. We will move down the line, but before we move down the line, I also want to tell you that we got to do some ad reads. The college experience on the sports gambling podcast network is brought to you by BetQL. Want to get an advantage over the house this fall? You need to download BetQL right now. It's the only app you'll need to make smart bets this season. BetQL already has sharp data for week one NFL games. You know, so if you want that bears Packers edge, download that app BetQL. All right, you need to click on BetQL <laughs> on your app, on your fucking phone. They got sharp data. It's available for week two of college football. They got all that there. Any game, really, of the college football or NFL week one, they have. Uh, there are some very big point spreads, and you'd be surprised which side of the point spreads the sharp betters are backing. You can also stay up to date with line movement with BetQL track lines leading up to the kickoff. That's what's amazing about the app is per minute it's uploading. So if money's going one way or the other, you can see it automatically. BetQL's powerful algorithm provides rated best bets for each week based off of a detailed analysis of recent and historical team trends. It's pretty fucking cool. Uh, and also, if you live in Jersey or Pennsylvania, you can claim exclusive offers. Use BetQL's data to make the right bets. Head over to the app store, or the Google play store to download BetQL and make sure to give, give them a follow up on Twitter at BetQL app. Whew. All right. Our second game, by the way, uh, is me and you. We both have this one. Yeah. 
NC Nick ducked out like the like the gutless coward he terrorist is. pussy yeah, that exactly. he is. Exactly. The lemon headed mm-hmm. chameleon. We are both on the Boise State Broncos on the Smurf turf. Marshall's got to go across the country. I know Marshall's got a decent team this year. I actually, I think I had him as one of my potential locks to go on the over, but it's not going to happen here. I had this game calculated as an L and let me tell you, if Hank Bachmeyer is as good as I saw in week one, good luck. He was fucking money for 400 yards in his first game as a fucking college player. He's a freshman halfway across the country. No, not even halfway across the country. Yeah. Clear across. So now Marshall's got to come all the way across the country. I think this Boise State offensive line looked pretty great to me. I don't think Marshall's going to be able to, to hold up with the uh, with the Broncos on the Smurf turf, Patty. Yeah, C. ten and a half doesn't seem like a, not a ton of points there. I'm on the Boise State Broncos. Patty C's backing me up on the Boise State Broncos, and NC Nick's cowering out like the like the like the piece of shit he is. All right, double lock. Double lock. Now I will say, if you paid attention last week, yeah, it was week one. We had some troubles, but all of our triple locks hit. So look, I'm going to say this about this game, Boise. We talk about ripe for a letdown. You could see the emotional like jubilation that they had when they beat them. But is this the type of the program that takes their foot off the gas or yeah. I feel like they normally can sustain success and manage success pretty well. I mean, they pretty much win 10 games or more every year. And I was thinking about this, man. Talk about a dark horse. If they win at BYU in a few weeks, mm-hmm. They don't play Fresno mm. until what would be the Mountain West Championship. Okay. They might run the table. Which could potentially be. Now, I think Wyoming could give them trouble. Maybe Utah State gives them trouble. But they could have a shot at the New Year's Six Bowl, dude. That'd be fun. Imagine if Florida State wins eight or eight games this year, too, which I don't know how we can imagine that. But Boise maybe. State's always got a chance. So. Yeah. All right. Moving down the line. I got a lock here. Where the hell are NC Nick's locks down the line? I got, okay. We touched on this Dino Babers coming into college park, Maryland. I'm fading Scotty Montgomery. <laughs> I'm fading Mike Loxley. <laughs> I'm fading Josh Jackson. I think Syracuse is better coached. They just had a great defensive game. So that means this whole week, they're going to focus on the offense, get that thing going. Tommy DeVito is going to throw for a lot of yards. What is this? Look, I even, when I, when I, uh, what's this? Maryland's a two and a half point favorite. How, what the fuck's going on here? Syracuse should be a three point favorite. That, four may, point be, favorite. that may be the super overreaction. And I may be taking that too. I, I acknowledge that freely. Uh, Howard has, from what I remember, always been pretty much dog. Howard shit. hasn't been good since fucking Jay Walker was quarterback there back <laughs> in the early nineties. All right. That's a poll. All right. <laughs> Talk to me world. All right. <laughs> Where are you at? Next, uh, yeah, that. But this game just—the only thing that scares me is the way it smells. That line smells to me. Yeah, it should be. What Syracuse don't fair. they know? What that I don't know. All right. Or what do they know that I don't know? I can't fucking even talk over here. I mean, let's see. If Syracuse had beaten Liberty thirty-one nothing, then I would have no no problem. They won twenty-four nothing. I know it's just not impressive enough. Of an offensive performance. Like a coach is in the hospital. You want to go show some sympathy to the guy? Uh, Run up the score on a guy who's got a nurse checking on him every five minutes. I feel like Babers probably wasn't taking that into consideration (laughs) when he was trying to win the game. You're full of a lot of shit. 
All right. Well, that, there's no disputing that. So you're full of a lot of shit. All right. And I, there's no way you're gonna go with Loxley. You guys won four games as a head coach. And look, and I shat on Loxley as hard as you did in all offseason. But 79 points against Howard is selling you on this nonsense. A little bit. And look, here's what we're. You know what's really selling me is the fact that they should have beaten Ohio State last year, and we expected the wheels to fall off when Loxley came. But, but you, from a saying, program trajectory standpoint. They're not too far off from each other. And Maryland's got the home field advantage. And they over overachieved in week one against expectations. And uh I think some Syracuse fans are Syracuse gonna travel down to that. Slightly underachieved week one. I don't know if you could say that, but I think they did. Their defense put a goose egg up. Hey, the defense did its job. <laughs> Offensively, I expected more than twenty four. Okay. Well, you also don't need to be if you're if you're goose egg them, you don't need to be as aggressive. That's true. All right. Look, so Syracuse, you can go eat your own ass. Right? Syracuse, yeah, <laughs> I should go eat my own ass. Syracuse could easily cover here. It would not surprise me at all. I'm locking this one up. Just give me the cash now. Put it in my account now. All right. Where and the if hell? Maryland does cover it. Like when I picked this game, I said Maryland by four. You know, and then it's Maryland by two and a half. So uh, I think that that's. I don't. I can't see Maryland covering the game by ten. Mm-hmm. But I can see Syracuse covering the game. You know, but winning outright. Yeah. So maybe I should adjust my own line. Who knows? You better start thinking about yours. Yes, buddy. I should. Okay. I moved down the line here on the uh, spreadsheet. I looked down and I see we have a triple lock, triple lock. We need a fucking sound thing, a machine to go <laughs> ching, 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 ching. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Chains and shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's fucking wild stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we got Texas A&M, all of us, Texas A&M getting 18 points at Clemson. I already told you this. Sprinkle some on the money line. The value is so good on it. If you put a if you put a hundred bucks on it, if it hits, you're getting six hundred plus back. I mean, the really the one thing that you gotta focus on here that makes the biggest difference is the Jimbo Fisher element. You know, this isn't Texas A and M of before with the zero. They lost by. They played uh, according to last year's uh, schedule. Them and Syracuse paid played Texas A and M better than. Or played Clemson better than any other team in the nation. Mm. They lost by two, and they missed the two-point conversion. That's right. Now, here's my deal, too, is that Fisher's never lost by 18 uh, to, 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 to Clemson. And then another thing that people underrate is Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence had a, a shaky game against Georgia, Georgia State, Georgia Tech. Can't even fucking talk over here. But um, <laughs> another thing is they're incredibly young. Clemson's incredibly young. I think when you're incredibly young, you're more susceptible to be beat. Sure. Obviously make stupid mistakes. So look, but, Travis but, Etienne running buck wild could, could push Clemson to a comfortable lead. I just feel like, I don't think they can ever be up 21 on a M and M from a talent point ten, standpoint is also a top yeah. 10 recruiting team and they're well coached. Yeah. You know, I got a and M. Like I said, we all three have, we locked up plus the 18. If you want to do it safe, plus the 18, I, but I, I would bet. say throw a little bit of money on the money line. Even if it's a $50 bet. I wouldn't touch the so money the, line. The playout, the payout is so fucking great. Maybe, yeah. maybe on that alone. Uh, okay. Moving down the line. I then have another lock and I, I, this is sad. I got to go, got to go against my boys. I have a rule, Patty C mm-hmm. with the exception of a, you know, Kirby smart. I fade Mel Tucker. I mean, I fade saving assistance. Yeah. And Mel Tucker last week did not look very sharp. This defensively is no to exception to that rule. So um, as much as this, this one hurts my soul because <laughs> I love this rivalry. Yeah. Nebraska at Colorado. You and NC Nick are on Colorado. Yeah. By a hair. 
but I am taking Nebraska minus the three and a half points. I think just the, the there was too many. I think Nebraska wins by three. <laughs> I think that half point made me decide I want to lean Colorado. Well, that's well, the, the one thing you do have going in the rivalry factor. I mean, last year, I think this was a one point game. Yeah. Um, so it wouldn't I think Nebraska is due to get this win, even on the road. I think like you, what you said, Colorado didn't play great. I think the fact that it's a rivalry makes it a real damn close game. Yeah. I'm locking up Scott Frost to get revenge. I think he hates Colorado. I know Frost does because he played at Nebraska during that era yeah. when they were trading blows back and forth. And they were both top 10 and 15. Oh, of course. Uh, you saw a little more of Colorado than I did. I think it means more to Frost. I saw last year, like uh, I could tell that uh, he said some comments after the game and stuff that I can still feel like it, yeah. it bothers him. So I think he's ready to rock for this one. Um, so I'm, I'm taking Nebraska minus the three and a half. Listen to my money. I'm listening to my money, not my heart. You know what I mean? There you go. I actually hope I'm wrong about this one. I hope I lose my money on this one. Isn't that crazy? That's, that's, that's a true fan right there. But uh, he's, he's speaking from the wallet to you guys. Yes. And we'll see, we're going to stay in the, uh, the Rocky mountain state. Me and NC Nick locked up Colorado State, Western Illinois FCS school, going into Fort Collins, Colorado. And I'll tell you this, man. I was impressed with Colorado State last week. Uh, I know they had a tough year last year, but Mike Bobo was battling tons of health issues. The previous three years, they went to bowl games. I think Colorado State's a sneaky good team and, and uh, could sleep up on some t- sneak up on some teams in the Mountain West. I think Western Illinois coming all the way to Fort Collins. Colin Hill's a good quarterback for Colorado state. They got some talent at wide out, like the running back. Yeah. I think Colorado state's going to run away with this one. The spreads at uh, 11. I think that's, I think it might even be at 10 and a half. I thought I saw earlier, but when I did the spreadsheet, it was 11. I'm on the Rams NC Knicks on the Rams. We both locked them up. Take the Rams minus the points. You heard it here first. That sounds pretty safe. Uh, now Colorado state, they, they were relatively close to Colorado for, a half of that game, right? Uh, three quarters, really. Three yeah. quarters. And yeah. then Colorado pulled away at the end. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I would have expected that game to be a little closer from a score standpoint. So, uh, Well, late in the game, there was a sack where the ball came out in the end zone and Colorado recovered it. So it was a little bit mi- misleading of a, a score. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> from a, uh, a matchup standpoint and the, the talent of these two respective programs, Colorado State getting or giving only 11 seems yeah. kind of ridiculous. Yeah, against Western Illinois. Yeah. Um, and then um, we moved down the line. Patty C's got a lock here. He wants to talk about it at number 40. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Our, our, guy, our boy, Mike Juan Leach, uh, just ruined New Mexico New, State. New Mexico State, 50, uh, 59 to what, six? And look, New Mexico State, I think seven, maybe? Something like Something that. Like that. Yeah. Uh, Mexico State, like, they're not, I mean, they're bad, but they're not. They're not like FCS bad. I mean, they went to a bowl game two years ago. They got the Huntley at running back was pretty good. Uh, defensively, I'm sure they're shitty. I'm sure the air raid destroyed them. But uh, the, and for some reason, Alabama plays them this week. I, I love. I was recently checking out some scheduling over the past couple of years and an article that I will drop in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, and New Mexico State plays every SEC team. <laughs> It's true. It's hilarious. It's like Florida plays them. Tennessee plays them. Kentucky plays them. <laughs> Auburn plays them. It's like, why? It's like, are they in the fucking SEC? Wait, is New Mexico or New Mexico State the team that has the twice a year rivalry against uh, New Mexico State? Liberty. They're, yeah. they're the weirdest scheduling team. team. 
They're they're fifty five point dogs to Bama this week. But anyway, continue your point. Uh, the, they went into Pullman last year, and and Mike or last year last week, and Mike Pull, Mike I can't Mike fucking Pullman. talk. I can't talk to Mike won Pullman. Uh, yeah, Wazoo Mike Pullman won by fifty Mike plus. Mike Leach destroyed. Uh, yeah, what, what was the final score in that? Fifty eight to seven or something somewhere like that? in that range. Yeah, it was fifty to a to a single digit number. And um, look. I would expect more of the same, at least into the forties. Think of this as a 36.5 point spread against Northern Colorado. Did you say point twice there? Yeah. 36 and a half point spread. Point. <laughs> fucking it. Dude, what's with our talking? I feel like our talking is a fucking it's issue. Late. Right We're drinking. Are we both exhausted? We're both idiots. I mean, look at mud. Mud's passed out. He doesn't give a shit about us right now. You know? No, but I, I almost locked this one up because Northern Colorado went into San Jose state last week. And San Jose State won by I think double digits if memory served me correct. And now they got to head up to Pullman. Pullman, I mean, look, tough place to play. They throw the ball all over the fucking field. What the fuck has Northern Colorado ever done to, to keep them within thirty six and yeah. a half points? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't see it. I got I got Wazoo covering this, getting yeah, getting it out there. I almost locked this up. I you know I didn't, but I almost did. Patty C. Okay. Well, you uh, you threw it across my. Uh, you threw it on my plate and I did eat that one. There you go, man. Uh, okay, next up, let me see. Am I missing another NC Nick one? Okay, down the line. Oh, we got another triple lock, and we, and we touched on this on on the the uh, question part of the of the show. Uh, I don't know what the fuck is going on with Florida Atlantic and like, uh, why does everyone think Lane Kiffin? I read so many publications this off season about him being one of the best group yeah. of five head coaches. Who's the number two coach in his in the um, was it uh, uh Sun Belt? No, Conference USA. Conference USA. Yeah, fucking ridiculous. How they like didn't give any credit to Seth Luttrell. They gave I think Bill Clark was number one at UAB. Yeah, but even Stock still at Middle Tennessee, much better coach than Kiffin, much more proven than Kiffin. Yeah. Um, uh, a, a ton of these guys in Southern Miss. I mean, they're, they're, I could go Holiday at Marshall's better coach. Take uh, the coaches out. Yeah. Look at the fucking programs. They're not in the same like fucking division. But Kiffin's never be. been great at any level. Right. They they're riding his like ability to dress up his dad's name. A fucking pig. Like and his hot ass ex wife. And a and a week one performance <laughs> against Ohio State. He does have a hot ass wife. He's ex wife. Ex wife. Charmed life. Um he looks like ex wife. Uh, She's probably back here Daniel in Daniel Tosh. Um <laughs> Looks Look, like Daniel Central Todd. Florida is going Dude, to yeah. butt fuck them. Central Florida at Florida Atlantic, UCF minus ten. Uh this one just this game's I gonna can't be at least a twenty eight point victory. Knock on wood, maybe yeah. we're gonna and look the like only thing that if it UCF's smells. players go down or something. Yeah, or, this one know. smells to high heaven as to what the fuck. But even still, sometimes like last week. Uh, was it Louisiana tech in Texas, Louisiana tech going to Austin? Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, that smells on a 20 point spread, but Texas fucking creamed them and covered it. it. Yeah. I expect the same thing to happen here. Agreed. And that's, that's a unanimous lock from me, NC Nick and Patty C moving down the line. We have another triple lock. Look, Craig bull is one of the best coaches that you've never heard of. Well, maybe you heard of him, but if you did, it was probably last week. Craig Bowl won multiple national championships at North Dakota State with Carson Wentz. He then went to Wyoming, and he's taken Wyoming to uh, what? He hasn't had a losing season in, I think, three years at Wyoming. You know how bad Wyoming was prior to him being there? <laughs> Look it up. It's really bad. 
he comes there. He does things. Josh Allen's drafted. They went six and six last year and they, they would have been better than that. Had they had Allen return for his uh, senior year or his junior year. I forget what, Man, what year. Terrible he quarterback play, but they caught on late in the year. They found that quarterback uh, and, and boom, as you're seeing, they got hot. They run one. I think they won the last five games or five of the last six. Yeah. And then to start the season, obviously I was on that one last week. I felt good about that. It was, it wasn't my lock, but I was on Wyoming plus the 18. Yeah. Um, and that, like I said, it's the way they won. I thought Missouri, the way they won. I thought Missouri was going to come in there and get it done. Yeah. So count me among the impressed by Wyoming that took note to that. Not to mention the fact that Texas state, not much of a home field advantage there. They got your boy Stitt. He's a good coach. But here's what fear. Here's what I fear about that. If they got Stitt, they run that crazy offense at Texas State. Yeah. That means they probably don't know how to stop the run. Yeah. Well, I can tell you, having watched the Wyoming, and just knowing Craig Bull, but having watched Wyoming Missouri. Yeah. They ran right down Missouri's throat. Yeah. I mean, I think the whole stadium knew what play was coming, and Missouri <laughs> could not do a thing about it. Yeah. The, uh, Texas State probably doesn't have a defense that could really compete with that. Now they might have an offense that can fire the laser around, but I, 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 I'm ten, I tend to think here that Craig Bull is the better coach going to get it done. Give me a Wyoming plus or minus the seven points Yeah, in uh, San Marcos, Texas. I believe it is. Absolutely. Nice pull. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. Uh, so the, I think with some unanimous lock, me, you NC Nick on that one as well. Triple lock. And then moving down the line, before I tell you that, I want to tell you it's time to celebrate. Football is finally back, and DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy football, has huge week one contests this, this Sunday that you won't want to miss. To kick off the season, DraftKings is giving new users a free shot at $2 million in prizes with your first deposit when you put the code SGP in during your sign-up. You heard it here. Put the code in SGP. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like you never felt before, right? Every run, every throw, every catch means more with the DraftKings lineup on the line. It's simple. Just draft your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Plus, all new and existing users can get a deposit bonus of up to $500. That's some extra cash to play with during the football season. Nothing adds to the sweat of watching a game quite like having a shot at $2 million, guys. Get it going. Get it going. Does tend to crank up the intensity there a little bit. Download the DraftKings app now and use the code SGP. For a limited time, both new and existing users can get a deposit bonus of up to $500. And new users, don't miss this extra special week one bonus. Enter my code SGP to get a free shot at $2 million in prizes for your first deposit. You know what you can do for $2 million? You can actually... Buy that helicopter pilot. You know what I mean? You could get over there in Charlotte, North Carolina, and David Thompson will be wondering who the hell you are. You can live out his his dream <laughs> or whatever the fuck happened over there. All right, his nightmare. Right? Minimum five do- $5 deposit required, by the way. I want to get that out there so you know. See DraftKings.com for details. Whew. All right, we're at the final stretch here, Patty C. All right. A few more locks. We got to. Me and NC Nick are on. I can't believe you didn't lock this one up. I'll be honest. Look, not only did I not lock it, I bet against you guys. I, I really am shocked at this one. Uh, look, and Butch is my guy. Consider me just like uh, unimpressed. Well, I think one. you still something consider about me overreacting. You, something about you hates Tulane. 
because Tulane is a very good football team that happened to beat the shit out of Florida International. It was in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. But Florida International is still my favorite to win the Conference USA. And I can tell you this. Western Kentucky might be... I don't hate Tulane. Western Kentucky might be the worst team in the Conference USA this year. Yeah, I know Rice won a game. UTEP just won a game. UTSA won a game. Well, guess what? Central Arkansas went in to Western (laughs) Kentucky and got the dub. Now they got to go down to Miami. Are you fucking kidding me? Spread's only seven and a half. James Morgan's going to throw for 400 yards in this game. You heard it here first. The Florida International Panthers will win this game by 25 points or more. Wow. So here's what I'm going to say. This is where watching YouTube in your free time and catching up on games like this really does pay off. I would take Colby's advice on this. Who? 25 points, he says. Take it. All right. NC Nick's on it. I'm on it. We're locking it up. Double Boom. lock. Double lock. Moving on, moving down the line. We got an NC Nick lock, a solo lock. LSU at Texas. Now, all three of us are on this game, but NC Nick feels great about it. He's locking it. I feel like it's going to be a really good game. I might. I, I thought about locking this. This, is, this was on my short list. Yeah. Um, here's the deal here. Texas, Herman's got an unbelievable record as a home dog. So just that in general you should just follow that trend because it's not like it's happened one or two times. It's happened like 15 times or something. Yeah. And then you add in the fact, uh, it's five and a half points. NC Nick is on Texas getting the five and a half. We're all on it. Uh, NC Nick locked it up though. I actually only expect LSU to win by three. I don't expect, uh, Texas to win this one outright. I do. I think Texas will win this one outright. You do. I do. I think, I think Herman's is good so much of a better coach than Ordron. I think you're an Ordron hater, but I think he's. And well, it's not that you're an Ordron hater. You may be. Uh, he's my guy. I fluffing like, Herman up a little bit. I'm saying his track record when he was at Houston, he took down Jimbo Fisher at Florida State. He's done. He's he done some down, good things. He's done. Took, he's taken down uh, uh, Bob Stoops at Oklahoma. He's taken down Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma. He took down fucking uh, Kirby Smart last year. That's what I'm saying. So I think. Pretty dramatic. I think. Maybe you're right. Maybe you are right. I think LSU just is a more powerful program at this point. So uh, if you're analyzing the rosters, but unfortunately in college football, you can't just do that. If you were analyzing rosters, Missouri's probably five touchdowns better than Wyoming. Sure. But when you hit the road in college football, you lose. There and that's is. what's going to happen. We shall see. I do expect Texas to cover either way. Nick locked it up. Yeah, kudos to him. Okay, then I moved down the line, and NC Nick, I got to get him to make this pick. He missed a, a game here, but luckily the week hasn't started. Uh, I got Oregon covering against Nevada. Oregon minus 23. Nevada's got a backup quarterback still playing. Going into Autzen, he's a freshman backup quarterback. You just mm-hmm. won in Reno. I'm sure it feels great. You got laid, probably. Um, probably got some Reno trash. <laughs> Fishnets <laughs> but, but now you're, Sunday now morning. you're going into Autzen. Well, welcome to college football, buddy, because this place is going to be lit. <laughs> and they need to win really bad right now. So I got Nevada. I'm sorry. I got Oregon minus the 23 points. Patty C's on Nevada. We're, yeah. we're differing here, huh? Well, I thought they just did a good enough job last week against Purdue. Is there a letdown city potential? Sure. Um, but like we mentioned before, I think that uh, Oregon, despite probably being 23 points better may, you know, be on letdown city themselves. I'm calling this one 52 to 14 Oregon. Wow. 
Not a whole lot of respect for Nevada. 52 to 14. Not a whole lot of respect for your boy, Brian Brom. Or uh, Jeff Brom. Jeff Brom, sorry. Yeah. Brian Brown. Brian Brown. <laughs> There's a flash from the past. Um, yeah, but I just think coming into Austin, one of the hardest places to play in the country. Um, and they lost last week. People are talking shit about them. That's true. That's true. So I'm Ride locking the that ducks. Up. Quack. Okay, then Quack. I got another lock. And you guys, you guys took me on the, on the picks, but you you didn't lock this one up. I got Buffalo coming into Penn State. Buffalo is a 29 and a half point dog. And let me tell you something about Lance Leopold and Buffalo. <laughs> They played in their first year at Penn State, and he had zero talent that, that year. They were like 2-10, and ten, Yeah, and they almost did it. They played him tough. <laughs> they played him tough the whole game. Yeah. So now he's got the players. Now, I mean, they just whooped someone's ass, Robert Morris, whatever it was, cigarette company, right? <laughs> um, but they come into State College. I think Idaho is a really bad FCS. So I think it's a little bit misleading that 79 to seven score. I do think this Penn state team is really talented. Sure. But give me Buffalo's going to flirt around with them first half. I'm saying Penn state's going to be up by like, in that game a little it's bit. Gonna be like, uh, at halftime, it's going to be like 23 to 10. Yeah. And then I think, I think Penn state probably wins by about 24, maybe I 21. Had Penn state winning by 26. I definitely had uh Buffalo, Buffalo covering. covering NC sure. Knicks got Buffalo covering too. I locked it up. They didn't have the, the cojones to lock it up, <laughs> but you know, that's life. You know, I make picks. These guys pick their nubs. Right? <laughs> Next up, uh, NC Nick locked up Western Michigan. His Broncos go on the road to East Lansing to take on the Spartans. Uh, he locked up Michigan State. Yeah, he locked up Michigan. I'm sorry. I, I said that incorrectly. He locked up uh, Michigan State minus 16 and a half. I thought there was a dangerous lock up there. Western Michigan Kind of, kind of, a, probably one of the better schools in the MAC over the past ten years. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't put enough thought into this one to really like break it down thoroughly. This is what we do when we go through all these games. Some, yeah. some you pick better than others. Um, Western Michigan as a program, I feel like, and Michigan State being prone to let down, you know, is like right. exactly what you're saying. Made this spread a little bit big, but. But I Michigan could, State looked good against Tulsa. I could easily see Michigan State whipping that Michigan State ass. did look really good against Tulsa. They returned a lot of players, yeah. too. So maybe he, maybe he's on something there. Maybe I should back. I took Michigan State, I think. Yeah, yeah I did. I'm almost tempted to flip mine in Michigan. In fact, I'm going to fucking do that right yeah. now. So Patty C., uh, myself, and NC Nick are all on Michigan State, but NC Nick is the only one to lock that up. And you can see this, by the way. We're going to release this spreadsheet to the public probably tomorrow. Um, and it'll be on sportsgalingpodcast.com and also on my Twitter. I'll, I'll, I'll put it up uh, on a thumbnail or whatever the fuck, the bullet, bulletin board so it stays there. I'll pin the thing to my Twitter. Uh, check it out, though. And then uh, before we get to our final locks, I want to tell you guys that, uh, you know, we've partnered up with BetSperts for our annual free roll football contest. Honestly, this site is badass. I was on it all today. You got to check it out. It's a... Uh, Season-long NFL ATS Pick'em Contest starting with opening night and ending with the Super Bowl. Completely free to enter. The more people that sign up, the bigger the prize pool. $2,500 if we have uh, 1,000 signups. So tell your friends, all right? $3,500 if we get 1,500 signups and over $1,500 if you sign or uh, I'm sorry, if we get over 1,500 signups, we get the pool is $5,000. That's incredible. That's incredible right there. $5,000 is just thrown out there. <laughs> Sign up, tell a friend, make sure we can uh, get, get the biggest prize pool possible. And a reminder, making picks on bet spurts is like betting at a sports book. The lines will change during the week. And once you submit a pick for a game, you cannot change it. 
Sign up today over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash contest. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash contest. It's a really cool site, man. I was checking it out all today. And it's it's kind of like like Facebook or something like where people can follow your picks. Interesting. So, so like you have a little profile and it's like it's almost like a betting. So if you had like my book that AG or something. So social app. But, but you're not it. putting your money through that. You're just saying, okay, well, let me do Clemson. Yeah. And it stores that bet. Yeah. Saves it, but the other people can see it and see what you've been doing. And then they can follow you if you're, pre- and then it tells you you're your winning percentage. If you're betting the Mac, it says, Oh, you're one in seven against yeah. the Mac. If someone year. wants to bet yeah. the Mac, yeah, they can gauge whether you're the guy to follow or not. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, okay. We're down to, we're down to the final picks here, man. Yes, and sir. I don't even, do you even have, you have one left, right? I got one left. Yeah. And see, Nick has zero left. He's right? done. So, uh, it's on me here. I have one and, Tulsa at San Jose State. Look, Tulsa, I know they couldn't snap a ball for shit last week and got their got destroyed, but they covered against Michigan State. Covered for me. San Jose State, as much as I hope they can somehow find their way. I like the days of Jack Elway when they were good, back when they had <laughs> Gilbert in the eighties, Jeff Garcia in the nineties, Johnny Johnson at running back in the early nineties. I, I can count on one hand the number of people who I've ever met that care about San Jose state football. Mervin Fernandez, a wide receiver. <laughs> they, had, they do. They used That's to be really, great. They, they used to be really good in the nineties. Okay. Um, we'd love to see that program come back, but I'm not, I'm not betting on it. Cool I'm taking, uniforms, underrated yeah, uniforms. I'm taking the golden hurricane on the road. I like uh, Zach Smith at QB. As long as he can take a snap this week, hopefully they've worked that out in practice. Minus six at San Jose state. I think there's gold in them, their Hills. Um, <laughs> I really think I encourage all you guys to take this bet. I think it's a pretty obvious bet that they're a lot better of a team than San Jose state. And last but not least, and I almost locked this one up. I'll put it like this. It was close. It was very close. Patty C the floor is yours on, on Minnesota at Fresno state. All right. Well, Fresno state looked good, even though they couldn't quite get it done late interception in the end zone kind of spoiled their comeback last year, last week. Oh yeah. Yeah. And also last year against Minnesota, they played at Minnesota, year. they should have beat them. They went out with the HB toss pass at the one yard line mm. and a guy made a freak interception. Mm. Uh, oh, that's right. Where he Antoine stuck Winfield, in the son, ground. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I would, uh, you know, like we say, what happens when you go on the road yep. in college football? Yep. Uh, th- that's what I expect having Minnesota being the favorite that alone right there tells you that Fresno state should pull the upset. That not to mention, I believe Fresno State is the better team. And Fresno has been amazing against the spread the past couple of years. Yeah, they've already. Uh, I'm one and zero unlocking them so far this year. It's going to be two and zero after this week. You know what? You just sold me. I'm locking it. They're a fun team to I'm ride. I'm locking it. I'm locking it. Fuck it. I'm Double locking lock. It. I'm up to 11 locks now. You're going to get this data over at the sports podcast.com or Twitter early uh, later Thursday afternoon, Thursday night, maybe uh, Friday morning. Point is, before the games that co- that come up on Friday afternoon, you will have all these picks. Actually, fuck it, we'll release or we will release it tomorrow if all is good. Uh, we got the guys in Vegas, so that you never know on their end. They might be partying. They might be at. They might be partying at a strip club with Hugh Freeze. That's right. They might all be in this hospital bed. <laughs> That's right. The strippers just jumping Snorting, up and down. Yeah. Shooting. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. This is the college experience. If you uh, could do us a favor. And, uh, you know, go over to iTunes, give us a nice review. We're on Spotify. We're on all platforms. Tell a friend. How about that? We also have great gear. Shout out to our guy, uh, 
Uh, what? Uh, T Collard? T Collard? What the fuck am I doing here? Travis? Travis? It's, I want to say it's Travis. I fucking, I'm pulling it up right now. Don't want to be an asshole. I, I, Travis Collard. Yes. Travis Collard. I, we sent him a sweatshirt once and it, it missed. It never got there. So then we sent him a t-shirt and he's just a hell of a good guy. He was at the Louisville game showing his shirt, the college experience. Someone took a photo of it looking at the Louisville stadium. I put it up on my Instagram. Awesome. Fantastic. If any of you guys are going to any games, I would, I would really love to see a photo of, of you guys with the college experience shirt. And I'll tell you that if you do that, I'll send you another shirt, different color, or maybe a sweatshirt or something. We'll figure out something we're going to give you. All right. Send me a photo of that shit. And we're going to do that. But also if you could, uh, on Twitter, if you want to follow us, uh, sports gambling podcast network on Twitter's at the SGP network. We're also on Instagram at sports gambling podcast. Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C831. And I'm on Twitter at the Colby D guys week two college football. I'm feeling great about these locks as opposed to week one. Week one was harder to search for these week two. I think it better. The lines are better. Maybe they smell more. I don't fucking know. But we got another week of great. You got a better football. feeling. I got a feeling. All right, this is the college experience. You better start thinking about yours. And we out.